0: Blog Talk Radio
1: You're listening to an Urban Truth Network production And now broadcasting live from the Urban Truth Network Hidden deep in the bowels of an underground bunker international fugitives, and host of the new Real Talk Radio, Jim Green.
2: Hello everybody, it has been an extremely busy week. God bless you. You are tuned into the new Real Talk Radio Show. I am the host, juggernaut uh, Jim Green. Call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, on this busy day, like I said, I have been very extremely busy this week. Um, a good busy. Praise God. Always ministry is always busy. Um. So I thank you for taking time out of your busy evening. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I hope you've been praying because I've been praying because I've been having uh, lots of ministry challenges. Uh, I mean, lots of challenges with just with the show itself, uh, from a uh, from a technical standpoint. I've been a little bit under the weather. I mean, just all kinds of stuff is breaking down all around me. Jeez, please pray. Please pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for the broadcast that God would be glorified. Um, like I said, a little bit under the weather. You can probably tell in my voice. Um, please hit me up and let me know if, if I'm coming across right. Uh, uh, let me know. You, you can hear me. Let me know that I'm clear, let me know that I'm not clear, so that whatever the problem is, we can fix, okay? Um, but t- tonight, we got a good subject that I actually was trying to get in last week, and of course, due to technical difficulties, unfortunately, was not able to do, but we are here. We we got a very good show, uh, but I we're going to be talking, we're going to do a review of the uh, the hit reality show um, called Preachers of Atlanta. Okay. Um, And I just want to take, I like to, this is what we do here. We like to look at things from a biblical standpoint and things that call themselves Christian or a a God. uh, We like to say, okay, how close is this really to God? That's what we do here. And, um, it's not a, it's not a, uh, we're not, you know, condemning anybody personally. We're just saying if God says that a uh, person's concept should be this way, then it should be this way. Uh, so if we say what God says, uh, if that makes us unpopular, then I guess it's unpopular. I don't know what you're telling you. They killed Jesus and he didn't do anything wrong. But it's important to note that the people that killed Jesus were the religious folk of his day. He had, he didn't have any problem with the with the heathens. He hung out and kicked it with them. They invited him to come and 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 eat in their houses and, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, he didn't have a problem with the, the heathens so much as he did the religious folks. And you know, I find that to be true also in the real world. For instance, this week, uh, I posted a couple of posts. Um uh, one of the things we do here at the Urban Truth Network as we expose uh false teaching as the word says we are to do. Okay, um so I I found a teaching from um uh, popular popular uh mega church pastor uh, I, I don't know why I'm struggling to you call his name, Osteen, o, Joe Osteen. Yeah, because cause I have a problem with associating him with the word pastor. That's the problem I have. But anyway, Pastor Joe Osteen uh, preaching this stuff on um, whatever you say after I am. Uh, basically, you you bring to yourself, which is an old teaching actually from the '80s. Uh, from Reverend Ike. Do you remember Reverend Ike? You guys remember, remember that guy? Reverend Ike. Very very interesting character. Do, uh, do a little Google search on him. Or, or search him on YouTube. Take a look at some of his teachings. That's basically where he got it from. It's basically, of course, the I am meaning God. Uh, you're basically putting yourself in a position of God and you're doing those things that are not as though they were, according to Hebrews 4.17. But there's a problem. Uh, Hebrew 4.17 says, God called those things into ex- as though they were. God does it. Not we, not us, God. But see, the word of faith people, um, they just overlook that. They overlooked that small detail that it's actually God that calls those things that are not as though they were. And so Osteen, so I posted, you know, this teaching. Always someone uh, comes to his defense, brother, we should pray. Um, uh, And then people come with scripture to try to justify the teaching, which is killed immediately because God never, never gave us the ability to speak anything into existence. Um if you look at the real scripture it's going to bear that out we are mere men uh we are not um, omnipotent like God is with the ability to cause things to happen like that we just don't have that power but still got false teachers teaching it but anyway um i, I just I, the whole back and forth about that is just fascinating and you can go on my page on uh Facebook.com slash JL Green and you can look at the actual uh, stream um, that was posted on that. Also, a prophet named uh, Brian Korn, very prophet, powerful prophet of God, so so to speak, um, is traveling across the country giving prophecies uh, to people um, like candy, handing out prophecies like candy. Okay. Well, there was an incident that took place earlier this month where he basically ripped off the psychic reading of some some psychic lady uh and and and, and, and presented that as God told him. Now, here's my problem. Not only did he lie on God, he deceived a room full of people. Okay, and it would not be so bad if he didn't. Once he was dealt with it, I mean, he he was caught. So then he made a couple of videos to come and try to justify what he did. And you can, and I'm not making this up. All this you can, you can Google and YouTube all this stuff. Bro. YouTube Brian Karn plus psychic, it'll come up. I'm not making it up. And um and also Pastor Jamal Bryant came to his defense. And his defense was he attacked the person who made who recorded his false prophecies. Say something real quick. I want to say something real quick about this. In Deuteronomy eighteen twenty two we have a prescription for rooting out a a false prophet my it's it's just it, God gave us a way to find these false prophets in his word, and I don't understand why people do not avail themselves of this which is in the word of God I don't understand why you don't when someone's given a prophecy someone doesn't have their Bible open or they're checking for the prophecy or they're excuse me they're checking the validity of what the prophet is saying came from God because God is 100% right he's never going to be wrong correct so that means if he stands up and says I have a word from God. Yea, I say unto thee that on the third day you will go on to Walmart and you will meet a man in the clothing aisle and he will give you an envelope and in that envelope will be a hundred dollar bill. You, you, whatever. I'm being silly, but that, you got to get the idea right. So, if this guy says that that's from God, and what he says doesn't come to pass, I- I'm gonna let the Word of God speak. Because you know people attack me all the time. They're, you know people say I-, I was just like, oh, I got called. They said you're just like Saul. You're just not killing Christians. That's what some guy said. That's horrible, right? And all I did was say that this guy, this Joe Osteen guy, was 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 wrong. He's heretical, which he is. But anyway. So, Deuteronomy 18, 22 says this. It says, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, get that right there, in the name of the Lord, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, he gets up and says, this And yea, I say, God says unto you, that's saying in the name of the Lord, right? If the word does not come to pass or come true, that is. Is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him, or in other words, you don't have to listen to him. So when Brian Karn, when he when he he uh, steals, plagiarizes. Boost these prophecies for 2015 from a psychic. That's not from God. So at that point, he is disqualified as a prophet of God. It's just that plain and simple. There's other examples of him as a failed prophet as well. In other words, at, at, well, for instance, um, he, one of the things prophets do is they have the ability to call out people by name. Okay, same thing. If God gave you his name, her name, you're not going to miss. He He has on more than one occasion called out a name that wasn't that person's name. Or said they have three kids or two kids when actually they had four kids. You see how that? that no, no. You don't get to practice. You don't get to make mistakes when you're a prophet. You don't get to say, oh, oops, you know what, man, my anointing was just off that day. I, I don't know what was happening. My my, just my just anointing just was not on. I'm, I'm sorry that I missed that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a, a few extra prayers. I'm going to spend six more hours than I did last week on the threshing floor so that don't happen again. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. You are disqualified, plain and simple. I can't say it any more plain than that. Okay. And there's other examples of other prophets that we got floating around here. But I'm going to give you the test. I just gave it to you. If that prophet speaks and the prophecy does not. Somebody said, well, what about the other ones that did come true? Hey, you know what? A blind squirrel is going to find a nut every once in a while. Speaking of which. Another surprising thing happened to me this week. I I ran across, uh, as you, many of you do know, or maybe you don't know, I produce a show, Truth Matters, with my pastor, actually uh, Luke Warms most hated uh, Kevin Truth Matters Moulton So we're doing a show, and um, he had something come across his phone or something. That, what, oh, it was a, it was a praise dance. Some praise dancers were doing a, a, a expresses one of the things they do in the church now. They're doing interpretive dance in the church. I don't I don't even know if it fits. It's not up to me to judge. But they were doing an interpretive dance to a sermon by prophetess Juanita Bino, which was interesting actually. And the the, the words that she was preaching it was like you would see them dancing but you would hear her preaching so i'm like what are you what are you what are you listening to over there brother and he's like this is why i need to buy them so he started listening to it and the reason why we we've already chalked her up as a false prophet because he again has many times um proven herself to be false but god can change anyone am i correct yes yes he can so anyway we're listening and she's not really coming out of any particular text, but she's just pounding the church. She's pounding the church, and she's saying, "Why do not we keep saying, you know, a uh, 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 get up, you know, get ready for your blessing and get ready for your your anointing and you get? We're doing all this getting ready instead of just go, instead of just going to the world." What, why are we not going to the world like the Bible says? And she's going on and on and on and every single point she is scoring. I, it's like watching watching Steve Curry um, just come up and hit three after three after three after three. It was incredible. I, it's been a long time since I heard a message like that, particularly because I am a Bible preaching man. But I do I do know that exhortation can come from a man or woman of God. Something else I, I, I found interesting about this, this whole thing. She has dropped, and we actually both noticed this, she has dropped, and Pastor brought it to my attention. She has dropped the prophetess from the front of her name and instead has put ambassador. Change of heart. With a message like that. And then I found another clip of her actually criticizing her spiritual father, T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes is the man responsible for putting her on a on a large platform. He gave her her platform. It was a message that she had called No More Sheets, Preaching Against Adultery and Fornication. That's how she launched her ministry. But she was here criticizing his, you know, his, it's time to get get ready, 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 If you've ever heard of him. She criticized it. And I was blown away again. Because for her to do that, she she has to understand that she's going to put herself at odds with many in the church world. Okay. So for her to make this move for her to preach against the church, for her to go against her mentor and, and her spiritual father means that something is happening. I'm not quite ready. I'm not ready to say, Hey, you know what? Let's jump on the, on the, uh, buy bottom bandwagon yet. I'm, I'm still watching. I'm still watching. But, like I said, I am uh, very interested in what's happening right now, but I'm still standing by. So, um, if you want to join the show, uh, here's the number to call if you want to be a part of the show. You can do one of two things. Um, You can hit the Skype button. That's right there. If you are looking at your web browser and you're listening to the show through your web browser, uh, you hear my nasally voice because I'm sick. Hit that S, which means Skype, and it'll pull up your Skype, and you can Skype into the show, and you can uh, listen, or you can ask questions, or whatever you want to do. Or you can call this number, 646-716-8705, and um, um, we'll get you into the show. You can have questions, you can have comments, um, whatever, you'll you have the control of the show for five minutes, at least. I'll give you that. Okay, uh, we are coming up on our first break. Um, uh, we hope to. I hope you enjoy. We're going to talk about. We're going to do this review, of the show, um, Preachers of Atlanta. Um, I'm sharing a little bit of insight on you, and just look and see: is this really what Christianity is? Supposed to be looking like. It's the new Real Talk Radio, folks. We'll be
1: right back. Warning. 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 The assault on falsehood will resume momentarily on the Urban Truth Network.
3: The Bible says this will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God. And do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of His power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the Bible teaches. The Word of God says that there is coming a day when multitudes of people... Everlasting destruction. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 15 that you have there, says they will be thrown into a lake of fire. Earlier in that chapter, it talks about how the smoke of that fire, the smoke of their torment, the word says, will rise forever and ever and ever and ever. These are eternal realities that are at stake in the harvest. And Jesus knew these things. It's at this point where I know some people will check out and say, it's not real. I don't believe those verses. And that's one option. But the reality is, if you take that option, you cannot follow Christ. You cannot be a follower of Christ and choose to receive some of His words and ignore other words from Him. So you check out on his word, you check out on Christ altogether. So this is what the Bible teaches. The question then is, do we believe in Jesus? Do we believe these words? And if we do if we believe these words, Second Thessalonians one seven. Revelation 20 and what he's talking about with the harvest. And so we do exactly what Jesus said. We fall on our faces and we ask God, we plead with God to open our eyes to the condition of the lost. We ask Him, we plead to free us from temporary views, to deliver us from temporary views on the people around us and to give us eternal perspectives. We need to see like this. We, we cannot ignore the crowds, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot we cannot ignore the crowds, turn a deaf ear to sin and suffering around us. We, we have this temptation to wring our hands in pious concern when we look at what's going on on the news. We wring our hands in pious concern and we thank God that we're not sinners like them. That's exactly what Jesus was rebuking in the first century. We cannot be those sorts of people. We're so, so blind to these eternal realities. I think it's so. Caught up, we're so consumed with such trivial things, our emotions so consumed with games on Saturday. I wish I could say this every single Sunday. It doesn't matter. Who cares? There are thousands of people who are going to eternal damnation. Who cares who wins or loses? Artificial battles supernatural battle at stake here. Let's live for this. Let's have our emotions wrapped up in this. We need God to deliver us from natural affections to supernatural affections. A supernatural awareness of the condition of the lost. This is true. This is true. And it changes everything. God give us a gripping, compelling, consuming awareness of the condition of the lost
1: and now back to the show
2: AKA Evangelist Green. Um, hope that you're enjoying the show so far, even though my voice is all scratched up and messed up. Um, anyway, listen, um, I, I just wanted to tell you that um, I believe that God is doing something mighty in the land right now with truth, and God is exposing false teachers. The truth is coming to the forefront of our society, and preachers that have been in the background for years are now starting to come forward. Uh, and the word, the word is out. Okay, the word is out. And uh, one of those, one of those preachers uh, that God is promoting, I feel like, in moving him forward, is personally my pastor, my pastor and friend, Captain Moten. Um, and that's what just, to just uh, share his show uh truth matters which uh is is uh on the um urban voice radio radio network um every Sunday afternoon at two o'clock uh, this is a show i personally produce um and you're always gonna hear the truth on that show you're always gonna hear the word of God as it was intended to be heard. Um, so I just want to uh, I'll put in a little plug for for that show. It, it's the time for truth is here, and the time for for aggressive truth. I feel like is now. People want to hear the real truth, not the fluff, not the stuff I can get from coming to Christ, which is a fabrication. People are tired of that, and God is bringing promoting uh, preachers of the gospel according to Christ. And this pastor is one of them, Pastor Kevin Mountain of the Truth Matter Show. So, Preachers of Atlanta. Preachers of Atlanta go, goes in the line of uh, this new wave of shows uh, that have been promoted over the last few years Um. In reality, in a reality quote unquote uh, format on television. Now, th- this is the problem that I have for it You know, some people say, "Hey, it's about time that we seen real Christianity on." The-? No, that's. I mean, people thought, people think that TBN is TBN is what real Christianity in is, and it's not. Excuse me. So, sorry to say it's not I know some of you uh, just probably went uh, right now, but if you did your research and if you followed them with your Bible, you'd find out that I am correct okay so i'm i'm just I'm just gonna go on and say ninety nine ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the preachers on t b m are not preaching the true bible, and I stand by that one hundred percent anyway uh these reality shows that are coming forth. Okay, they are supposed to be a representation of the church. Okay. And there's they're 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 uh 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 what's the term I want to use right here? Let me pick this carefully. They're shtick. In radio there's this thing Okay, so here we go. Uh a little problem here with Block Talk Radio, I'm not surprised really, seriously. Well anyway, what I'm saying is shtick, radio shtick. Radio has this thing called shtick. Shtick is the the thing, the essence of what we're trying to it's a little trick that that uh makes it more appealing to the audience so that you keep listening. The shtick on the Christian reality shows is we wanna show people that we're real. We want to show people that we go through stuff like everybody, right? you know, real life stuff. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that, but that's either beside the point. The the the, the people, and they handpicked, this, this is another thing, they handpicked these people because they were outside the box, on purpose. Outside the box, what does that mean? That means outside of what traditional church is outside many times on what biblical church is. So what you're getting, and I'm going to make this statement and I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to stand by it. It, What you're getting on these church reality shows, by and large, is not a true representation of what Christianity is. You're getting fringe. You're You're getting a... Excuse me you're getting a Christianity that wants to be on be on the edge of the world and God now, I think that from a ministry standpoint, we should be standing at the edge of hell, reaching into the flames, pulling people into the Do I believe that absolutely this is the this was the ministry of Christ, but also there is a line that you should not violate there's a line you should not cross okay if it's outside of uh, uh, biblical parameters or it's outside of historical uh, Christianity then why are we doing it they're, well these, here's what these people say they say we uh, are going beyond what traditional church did so enter the characters Leandria Johnson Pastor Leandria Johnson and you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Leandria Johnson is a pastor who uh has a street ministry. Uh first of all, she's a Grammy award winning artist, uh gospel music. She's won several awards. Uh, she was the three, season three winner of uh, BET's uh, Sunday Best in 2010. And she's a very good gospel artist. Well, she decided to uh, start a ministry, a church, and she got a street ministry called Imperfect People Changing, I I I I P C. Excuse me. Um, and she goes out to the street and minister. Now, this is what she does. She uses... Cigarettes and condoms to win people to Christ. No, I did not make a mistake. She uses cigarettes and condoms as a way to bring people to church. Okay, here's the big problem I have with that. Okay, first of all, cigarettes kill people. Why would I hand you an instrument that's going to kill you and say it's okay? She might as well give them a syringe full of heroin, full of uh, crank, meth, uh, whatever. Okay? She might as well give that to him, too. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and the condom thing, her her justification for the condom thing was... People, that's safe sex. That's people going to sex anyway. So I'm just giving them a way to do it safe. No, you're saying that what you're doing is okay. And if you call yourself a minister of the gospel, you do not encourage sin. That's a sin encourager. How can you not get that? Uh, you call yourself a pastor, but you're giving people. Instruments of sin. No. People, you can call me what you want, but that's not what God wants. Okay? Period. Leandria. Oh, oh my goodness. Anyway, um, also to, to mention the fact, I have to say this, that she was actually on Periscope, drunk, having a party a pastor, which the Bible disqualifies you as, period, in the Bible. There's no precedent, and and there's another one here, too, and we'll talk about that, too, but um, you're not even qualified to be a pastor based on the qualifications of 1 Timothy, number one. Number two, you say you're a pastor, but you appear drunk on a video. And you're okay with that. How can you? I don't under, I don't get the association. You, th- you think it makes you more human or something? Because you're you're drunk and you're having a good time. You're having fun. I just, I just, I'm lost. Okay. So I don't, I don't, Leandria, I don't. Boom, I don't. You're not qualified, but not because of juggernaut, not because of me, because the Bible says according to your actions. A servant of the Lord would not act in this way. Okay. So, let's go to Canton Jones. Now, you may have heard of Canton Jones. Like Leandria, Canton Jones is a music artist, a gospel music artist, and a good one, actually. Um, I happen to like, enjoy his music. He's a Stellar Award winner, Uh, he's won three uh, Gospel Choice Awards. He's a very uh, 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 well presented um, uh, as a man. You could tell he has some spiritual maturity in him. Um, He was one of the ones that I, I, I liked. I really liked his position. The only problem I really had with Canton Jones is that he based his whole ministry around music. Okay? Now, yes, he based his whole ministry around music. His thing was, we're going to put this music together to win people for Christ. It sounds really good. It sounds really noble. But I don't see any biblical pre- precedent. There you go. In the Bible again. It's all about the Bible again, man. Some things you got to do outside of the Bible. Why? Why? Why are we trying to do anything outside of the Bible? Especially win people to Christ. There is no... Biblical precedent for music winning people to Christ. Now, can we have good word, praise, and worship music? Should we? Yes, we should. I believe that the worship experience should be that just that. We are projecting our praises to a holy and righteous God. We come into his courts with thanksgiving and with praise. We lift him up. We make him the focus of everything that we are, our faith, and every word that comes from our mouth should be focused upon him and he has done for us. Absolutely. But when you make that, when you sing praises, you have, let's say, for instance, we got churches to do that. They have an hour long, hour and a half, two hours of praise and worship. And then they get up and say, do you want to come to Christ? Oh, oh Wait. Okay, that's not the gospel. Okay, that's not the gospel prescription. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Not the music is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel. You're a sinner. Lost spiritually dead, hopeless, helpless. You needed something to save you. That someone actually was God who rose you from death to life. How did he do it? Your sin brings upon you the sentence of death. But instead of you dying for your sins, God prepared his son who hung on the cross God poured out his wrath On him For your sins So that instead Of you being punished for your sin, Christ took your punishment Now God Rose him from the dead on the third day So that just as he Was raised you can be Raised in the last day Oh my God That is the gospel Oh, thank you, Jesus. You should get to shouting right now, brothers and sisters. That is the gospel in a nutshell. This is what we should be preaching. This is the gospel that the apostles died for, that Jesus died for. He didn't die for a music ministry. He didn't die for a condoms and cigarette ministry. He died for the gospel the only one that can bring men and women to Christ. We're coming up on our second and last break. Stay with us, brothers and sisters. We're gonna wrap up this uh show, which we're talking about the preacher of Atlanta. We'll be right back. Guys. Stand we'll back,
1: back and see the salvation of the Lord, Lord. the new Real Talk Radio.
0: I walk in the steps of one man, one man who wasn't afraid. He spoke with truth and grace. He stood up, took on sin face to face. There is no one else like him. He makes the heavens with his breath. He brings redemption with his death. He came to save the wayward world of sin. Father, a Savior, my God, my friend the death here the dead live with him he has every right but he doesn't condemn he came to give freedom from darkness a heart to the heartless love to the loveless courage that starts with faith in him who will never fail What I cannot keep To gain what I cannot lose I'll be a disciple Will you? But God demonstrates his own love towards us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us Much more than Having now been justified by his blood We shall be saved from the wrath of God through him The word justified means that you and I stand before God acceptable, spotless, pure, and without sin. That God looks at us and says, there is no sin in that man. There is no sin in that woman. That he looks at us and we are now just in his sight. So all the blasphemy that we've done by choosing stuff over God all the blasphemy that we've lived in by saying my way is better than God all the blatant sin of saying creation is better than God is removed and God sees us as just much more than having now been justified by His blood this is great news Nothing about your effort in that test at all. Nothing about your might, your religious stamina, your morality, your cleaning yourself up. You have been justified by an act of God. Bottom line, you have not earned right standing in front of God by your effort or your cleaning up of your life. We have been made pure standing blameless in front of God, not because of any kind of religious or moral pursuit, but because Christ died, and in His death, He absorbed all of God's wrath for you and I, and that's why the Bible says that for the children of God, we are not appointed to suffer wrath, because the wrath bestowed upon you and I was absorbed by Christ's death.
1: This is, this is The New Real talk radio. radio
2: Okay, I'm going to try to get these last three in here real quick This is coming up on the end of the show Certainly hope that you have been enjoying the show thus far Um, and um if you got any comments, please, hey, listen, get involved, get involved. Uh, this is my mantra this year, get involved, do something, don't, God didn't save you to sit, get involved in your church, do something, uh, pass out fans, uh, pass out tight envelopes. envelopes, um, do uh do something, greet somebody, say hello to somebody at the door, just stand at the door of the first ten minutes of service, and just invite people to come, do something, do something. this is the year you know how all these prophets get up and say this is the year of declaration. we're gonna declare what the saith the Lord in twenty sixteen you know you know you guys already know they do this crap, excuse me crap every 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 year they got a new declaration. Make this your a real declaration, not that stuff. Make this a real declaration and say "26 year, 16 is going to be the year I do something for God. I'm not going to relinquish. I'm not going to sit back. I'm not going to just wait for something to happen. I'm going to make something happen and do your part for the kingdom of God. Okay, I'll sit a little bit. So now, uh, Pastor Kimberly jones Porthier. okay, um, was another one? I gotta move quick on these. Okay, so I'm gonna hit these real hard and real fast. Okay, um uh she is a life coach, okay, uh, but she's a pastor at the same time. I I don't know how you do both of those, but that's her claim to fame. Uh she she has a uh a, a movement, she leads a movement called Conquering Hell in the High Hills. I I don't even know how to comment on that. I don't even know what to do with that. <sighs> but but anyway, her her the the, the outside of her preaching in a tutu, which is absolutely unnecessary. That, that, listen, she's trying to bring attention to herself. Okay, she thinks she's and this is a problem with, with, with a, a lot of. They want the focus to be on them instead of it being on God in the gospel. We we are the instruments through which God moves the gospel, through which God projects. We are the tools that God uses to project and push forth his gospel. We're not the object of attention, but, yes, she preaches in the tutu. Um, and also she believes That she can love people, love, I'm just going to love on you until you convert to Christianity. I'm sorry, once again, you're not not the drawing string. It's not you. It's not about you. We weren't there. You weren't at the cross dying, giving your life. You weren't there. So how can you offer anything other than to be a slave to the gospel and give that? That should be your only part. Besides uh, the fact that she's a female, and the Bible says, of course, we know the Bible says that uh, a woman, well, put it this way. The Bible says, let a woman learn quietly. I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise spiritual authority over a man. Rather, she's to remain quiet. That's what that's what First Timothy says. The problem was teachers over men. Okay, um, and the, it messes up the order of God when you have a woman pastor who or her husband has to submit to her pastorate. But the order of God says God, man, woman. So there's a struggle there. And, and people can tell me they got that conquered all they want. I just don't believe that. But it's a confusion. It causes confusion. And that's why we have this scripture and others. It's a whole other show. But anyway, so let me move along. I'm running out of time rapidly. Okay, so uh, Pastor uh, Judah, uh, let's see, Judas, Judas Willie. Pastor Judas Willey, he's a young white guy, twenty-six year old, uh, nice hot shot. Just started a new uh, uh, actual church, and his vision is he wants to be done with the division of religion, which I'm still trying to understand what he meant he means by that. But his thing is, of course, he wants to be cool, hip hop. He's got music, you know, he's got the whole music thing down there. He's a rapper and all that stuff. Uh, really deep into the music. And and like Canton Jones, he wants to win people through music, but he doesn't feel like the music has to be Christian. If you're a Christian that produces music, you're going to give people what's in your heart, and if Christ is in your heart, that's what you're going to give them. Does that mean that you can't do a a song that's uh, something other than that? I know, but if your whole thing is I want to get away from the Christian thing, then how can you be a Christian? I don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't get that. I just don't. But anyway, um, he is the 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 son of James uh, uh, Swilly, who was the pastor of a church, and got up in front of his congregation and told them that he was gay. Now, Of course, the subject of homosexuality came up on the show. Um, And, of course, he, Mr. Swilly, wants to stay away from the biblical references that deal with homosexuality, which a lot of Christians in today's society want to. They either want to avoid them altogether or they want to uh, uh, reinterpret the Bible uh, in a more homosexual friendly way as I throw my air quotes up. Um and uh or I mean they want to just make it right all together. Listen, we got people writing uh um uh, sexual orientation friendly Bibles. Okay, what that means is they want to write a Bible that they, they're, they're creating if they've already created some. Bibles where um Homosexuality is not mentioned at all. Did it change God's position that they did that? No, absolutely not. Okay, it says sexual sin, just like fornication, just like adultery. It's no different, and you can, just like you can't justify away the Bible's position on fornication and adultery. You can't justify away. His position sexuality. So if you don't if you only want to follow some parts of the Bible, I don't see how we justify your call to the ministry. Either you take it all or you don't take any of it. You can't cherry pick what you want to believe out of the Bible. God doesn't work that way. It's just plain and simple. So uh Moving right on. And, and our last guy is actually, now this guy was is the one that I feel like, now, now I understand something. In this, you never get to hear them actually preach the gospel. You hear them at the mic, talking, speaking about God, around God. Of course, that's the product of editing from the Oxygen Network, which this is on, another red flag. For those of you who don't know, that's Oprah's one of Oprah's networks. Okay, so enough said. So um, so they don't actually you don't actually hear what message they preach. But um this last guy, Pastor Corey Hambrick, was pro- was one of the most interesting ones because uh Pastor Hambrick is a pastor and a police officer in the Atlanta area. Now, with all the stuff going on with the police officers right now. As you well know, um, the subject of the interaction of police officers in black communities is a hot topic right now. So he is very much under fire. Okay, so uh, they and and he's pressed on the uh, he's pressed on the issue of of uh, what he does in the community. And he says something very uh, something very important. I think he said, I save souls. And I saved lives, and that impressed me and um uh he he never took any he was against the homosexuality he was against the condoms, he was against the cigarettes um and his and he actually used an opportunity uh a ministry opportunity of a young man that he arrested um and uh he gave the young man an opportunity to get into boxing and use that as a platform to invite him to church where he could hear the gospel. Which Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that caveat in there. I don't know what he preached to him. All I know is, at the end of the show, the young man was came forward to accept Christ. Now, did he preach Christ? Did he preach the gospel that uh, the Apostle Paul preached and said this is the real gospel? Did he preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? I don't know. But all I know is is that this man... Put himself in a position to minister in a way that was not outside of of, uh, of bib- biblical precedent. He he wasn't he wasn't a fringe minister guy who wanted to do strange and wild things to try to win people to Christ. All he was he was a person, a human being that was there and saw the opportunity to to be to be in that man's life in the capacity that he could connect with him. This is a great lesson for those of us who want to uh, share our faith but don't know how. It's not about going in and just opening up the Bible and start cranking out scriptures to someone. You just got to meet somebody. You just got to connect with them and say, you know, whatever. Hey, how you doing? Or is it somebody you know, you start in a regular conversation, and before you know it, Just invite them to church or just share one scripture with them that you know. Share what you know. It's not a really tall order. You don't have to be a preacher to reach people for Christ. Okay. Andrew, all he did was bring, he brought Peter to Christ. He's the one that brought Peter. That's his claim to fame. He just brought somebody to Christ and then Christ did the rest. Sometimes we got a lot of Andrews running around here. We just need to be Andrews and bring people to Christ and let Christ do the work. You know, just like uh, Pastor Pastor uh, Corey Hambrick, I um, I liked him. I really like him. Um, as for the rest of them, I don't know. I'm not a judge, a jury, or an executioner. All I know is, with the rest of them, I saw, and this is for all of them, I saw the social parts of the gospel being promoted. Wanting to help people, that's all good. Wanting to reach people, that's good. But if we are Christians, we must walk in the integrity of the word and do as God has spoken for us to do. So that's my review of the Preachers of Atlanta. Now, I do uh, want to invite you, like I said, if you want to email me, do so. Let's. TalkRealBible at gmail.com or you can tweet me at JLGreen65 or you can, like I said, go on my Facebook at JLGreen. Now, um, I do want to invite you to my service, which is Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 4200 Eastern Drive in the city of Bakersfield, California. We also have prayer on on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. We also have Bible study on Wednesday nights at 7. Um, inviting you to come. My pastor is um, Kevin Moten, a very biblically driven, spirit-driven pastor. Um, one of the best at teaching the Word of God that I know. God bless you. I'm so glad that you took time to, to, uh, to listen to the show. Tell your friends about it. Post this on your wall and invite them to come. Um, hopefully, you're with us next week as we approach uh, the very important Sunday of Resurrection Sunday. I just want to tell you, God bless you.